Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Hello, thank you for being with me today. Today, I would love to share with you a practice regarding love. I want to start with an idea about a definition of love and then move into setting an intention, directing attention, offering compassion, and maintaining consistency. But first, let's just talk about this word love. Hmm. Given the context of a situation or a sentence, maybe love refers to a feeling, maybe it refers to a need, or sometimes it's a quality of presence. Today, I would like to present it as an action or a practice. I really like this idea of love as a practice because it's empowering. It means you don't have to wait to find someone to love you. You don't need to have a magical experience of falling in love. It means you can access love whenever you choose to. I'd like to see love come out of the realm of am I loved or lovable to simply exist in the realm of love is. Love is, that's all. And it's all around us, supporting us. And so it's up to us to access it, to practice it, to live it as often as we possibly can. I went over to a local restaurant today and I was waiting for my order and I was very tired and very hungry. And I was just standing there and I thought, ah, this is a good time to practice love. So I just put my attention in my heart, asked for the sense of love to fill my heart and to radiate outwards. It didn't stop me from being tired and hungry. So it's not about chasing some magical state. I want to be clear about that. It really is this a practice, just a practice. And any practice starts with intention. Intention is this movement inside of you that says yes to something in particular. And when you set your intention, ideally, at the very least, at the beginning of every day, set your intention for the day, a way you want to practice love or gratitude or be mindful in a particular way. Set that intention so that your mind has a place to come back to in those moments of waiting for your food or 
getting lost in your thoughts, your mind needs a place to come back to. And that's your intention. So an intention could sound something like, today is my intention, my intention is to practice love. Between each interaction, between each task, or in a certain part of the day, I will focus on breathing through my heart and bringing awareness. So that might be an example of your intention. It has a specific action. It has a specific mm, cue, like time of day or place or activity. And maybe it has a certain length of focus, maybe one breath, two breaths, as you wish. You might define the end of completing, coming back to your intention. For example, you could also say, I will keep my attention on my heart until I feel myself relax and soften. The second piece of practicing love is directing your attention. Of course you know that wherever you put your attention, that's what you cultivate in life. So as I've said in other podcasts, I implore you, I encourage you, I cheerlead you to be very careful with where you direct your attention because that creates a habit. And when you create a habit, you create a life, <laughs> little by little. Okay. So as you choose to direct attention, you can think about at least mm, three main components of experience. Your body, your emotions, and your thoughts. So when you're practicing love, you can choose to direct attention to your body. And maybe there's a practice of softening, breathing through your heart, like we already named. Maybe there's a practice of putting your hand on your heart. Maybe there's a practice of softening the muscles around your heart. Maybe there's a practice of relaxing your face opening your arms, offering someone affection, if that's accessible, someone or an animal or a tree or a plant. <laughs> that's possible. Practicing love can be a practice that involves your body. Notice how we're freeing ourselves from the definition of love as an emotion with that practice. I like that. Right? That you don't have to feel a certain thing to access love. Okay. And if emotion is a powerful channel for you, you could choose to direct your attention to practicing love through your emotions. You can imagine a place, a person, an animal that you love Focus on them until you have that feeling of love in your heart. And so you could do that throughout the day. Just at any given moment, return 
to something that most easily inspires, inspires love. It might be a moment in interaction with someone else, or it might be just bringing your pet's face to your mind that inspires that emotion of love that you want to hang out in. And just giving that emotion attention once it comes up. So noticing, ah, how does it live in you? Does it bring warmth? Does it move? Does it spread through your whole body and energy field, emotional body? Does it bring a smile? Does it help you relax? What happens for you as that emotion of love comes up? Just directing your attention to love in that very simple way. It's another possible practice. You can direct attention to your thoughts as a practice of love. Hmm. It's so easy for our mind to just repeat the same genre of thoughts over and over again. Left untended, your mind just kind of goes wherever the deepest rut is and follows down that rut. Our minds need a certain amount of care and guidance if they're to have a life-serving purpose. So directing attention to your thoughts could take a lot of different forms. It might mean repeating a mantra, making up your own mantra, or looking up loving-kindness mantras, of which there are many, right? May I know I am held in love. May I radiate love. May I live from love. The mantras like that. Or the Course in Miracles offers a lot of beautiful little phrases. Not sure if I can think of one right now. Only love is real. There's a phrase from Course of Miracles. Only love is real. Of course, the most important part is that Whatever thought you bring up as a practice of love is meaningful to you and gives you that sense of, huh, I'm directing my attention to love. And again, if you put this pressure on yourself that when you direct your attention to repeating particular thoughts and you don't have a, and you think you should have a state change, you'll get discouraged in your practice. So with any spiritual practice, we're not letting that practice be dependent on a specific emotion, feeling, or state. The practice itself is enough. Sometimes a practice will bring about ecstatic states, in this case of love, a fullness of love, a melting of your heart. And sometimes you've done the practice and you don't feel any different. That doesn't mean it's not helpful. You're still investing energy in that practice. And that's what matters. That's important. It's important what you do with your attention. It will serve you. It will come back around. 
and serve you. And serve your life, serve the life of others, of course. The last thing I want to address... Oh, no, we have two more things. The last two things I want to address are compassion and consistency. In your love practice, you will find yourself having moments of judgment, anger, and clinging. And each time you wake up again and again in these moments of self-judgment, it's essential that you can turn directly to practicing compassion for yourself. For example, you can simply say to yourself in a gentle tone, Ah, I'm judging again. That's okay. It's just a habit. And it will dissolve over time as I catch myself and return to the practice of love. That inner tone of, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. It's so important. Maybe you have an image that helps you access compassion, an image of someone holding you, or an image of a hero who, for you, is a hero of compassion. And with that compassion, you might take time to grieve the suffering that judgment, anger, and clinging create for you and for others. Just allowing a moment of, oof, Yeah, I see the suffering this has created for me, maybe is creating in this moment. And I just allow the grief of that, you might say to yourself. Hmm. So bringing gentleness, kindness, forgiveness, allowing grief, All these practices help you access compassion. And the more you practice that, the more often you will wake up to your own self-judgment. And maybe you'll start noticing judgment before it's lived very long in your system. Maybe you'll start noticing that judgments begin with a little tension in your face, in your jaw or a little headache, or a little less energy. You're looking for these little signs that you've left your practice and gone somewhere else. Hmm. So compassion is essential with any practice we do. It's so easy to have some ideal of what we should accomplish in a given moment, what we should feel, what we should think, what we should experience. Ah, All those shoulds steal your life energy away. And so every time you notice them, you just say, oh, there's that habit, that habit that you acquired somewhere along the way. And bring compassion for that, allow the grief, and come back to your practice. With any practice, it's important to set yourself up for consistency. It is that consistency that allows 
the habit to gain enough momentum to start coming up by itself, which is pretty fun and exciting. You move into this effortlessness zone. So to maintain consistency in any practice, you set up a support structure for yourself. That might include participating in a community that holds the same values as you, a spiritual community, a community of friends, whatever it might be. Taking time to reflect consistently about your experience of the day and how your practice went that day. So, so important in that time of reflection, whether you do it just sitting silently, looking back, or whether you write, or whether you tell someone else, brings insight, brings deepening, and brings encouragement. Because it might be easy to miss how your practice supported you that day without that reflection. And that celebration adds momentum, adds energy to your practice. So a consistent time that you take just to reflect on your practice and what you experienced, I think is essential. Any practice is supported by putting it into action in serving others, of course, naturally. And sometimes that's really formal, like you work in a home, volunteer in a homeless shelter or at the Humane Society, or you have a way you volunteer. And sometimes it's really informal. And you remember to be of service with the store clerk, with the person driving by, right? By smiling, by taking that little extra energy to engage, to say hello when it fits the situation to come out of being in your own world in a given moment and share your heart. Looking for those little opportunities can be a huge opening to service and practicing love. Spiritual friends are absolutely central to the spiritual path and to practicing love. So Look, if you don't already have someone to share your spiritual practice with, in this case, perhaps a love practice, then looking for that, asking the universe to bring you a friend that wants to share deeply about how to evolve, grow, and bring more light and love into the world. So, so essential. Setting up your home environment so you're surrounded by reminders is really helpful. Having an altar, maybe you have post-it notes up with inspiring phrases, maybe you have a beautiful piece of art that you've done or that you found that inspires you. Maybe you have a really comfortable spot that is specifically your reflection spot. That just reminds you of your practice every time you look at it. Maybe you have certain scents with incense or flowers or oils. Finding these environmental reminders is a fantastic way to help you maintain consistency. 
And of course, meditation. Even if you just set a timer for three minutes every day to sit down, to be still, and to focus on your breath. Even those three minutes really matter towards clearing a space. Clearing a space in your mind, heart, and body in which conditioning doesn't get to control you. In which you have a moment of freedom for that and you make space for something brand new to emerge, to arise. As you engage love as a practice, it will naturally support you in your relationships with others and with yourself. It is the very substrate of our life. And when that substrate is strengthened, lots of things begin to happen. You gain more access to the skills you've already practiced. You tend to look up more, make eye contact. You tend to track love around you, notice it more in your life. A lot of things happen at tiny levels with tiny micro decisions to change your life and change your relationships. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast about love as a practice and that you're inspired to find your own way in to practicing love. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with Wiseheart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.